Good morning, all. How are we this morning? Morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Father. We praise you, Jesus. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We love you, Lord, and because we mean it, we say it with all our heart. Help us to love you with all our might so that there is no form of idolatry in anything concerning our current lifestyle, in anything concerning feelings, enjoyment. In anything that seeks to uphold us in our physical image over others, where our focus is more on enjoying that presence, enjoying that recognition. Help us to always be mirrors that reflect your image. We come to you again, Father, this morning to empty out all that was holding us up, filled and brimmed up, full of ourselves, to talk to you, to be with you, to be with our Father, and to be able to acknowledge you in this day and in our life. We want to acknowledge your presence, Father, and our nothingness without you. We come to you in humility and surrender. Surrender all our crowns, we cast them at your feet. Our ego, our pride, our selfishness. Anything that seeks to keep us focusing on ourselves and our importance over others. We bring it all in subjection at your cross, Jesus. We surrender it at your feet, Father. We ask forgiveness for all our sins, failures, and shortcomings. We surrender our body, our soul, our spirit, and every faculty within us. We bring it within your control that you might be able to use it for your purposes, the plans you have for us. Plans to prosper us and to give us an expected end. The plans where you called us your prophets in your word. We ask you to direct our thoughts, our words, our path, our prayer. We trust in you, O Lord, with all our heart. We lean not on our own understanding, but on the revelation and the wisdom that you grant us. That knowledge that sets us free from every kind of bondage and slavery to iniquity and sin. That moves us out from darkness to light. And the peace that you give us, Father, we share with everyone that is part of this prayer meeting, everyone that is part of this praying family called by your name, with everyone for whom prayers have been requested on this group and all those that have no one to pray for them. We share your peace with all those that do not know you and all those that do not want to know you and yet are your children. That everything that keeps them from seeing you and knowing you, every such veil between you and them be torn apart. Every mountain that stands in between be broken down. Every bronze gate that shuts them out from coming to you. Let that be cut down and their paths be made straight. Their hearts be transformed and renewed. Quicken them, Father. 
they shall come to you. As we pray this morning, we call on your name. The name of our Father, our Maker, our Creator, the Almighty, the All-Powerful, the All-Knowing and Omnipresent. The one who is ever faithful, the lifter of men, the Father who has loved us with an everlasting love. And we pray in the name of Jesus, his Son, the one through whom mercy was introduced for us, ever faithful, he gave of his everything. And he became our rock, the rock on which we can build our house so that no storm, no rain, no wind, no flood can break it down. That house which stands in faith, the word himself, the lion and the lamb, And we pray in the name of his spirit, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of the living God, the spirit of Jesus. The spirit through whom all miracles are performed. The executor of the will of the father, the scepter of the king of kings. The God who came down from heaven to be with us in our bodies, that we shall no longer be weak, vulnerable, and broken. But we have that opportunity to rise and not only rise up out of the sins that he has forgiven and remembers no more because he cast them behind his back. But we're able to rise to the extent of being fortified where our obedience is made full and we're able to condemn every disobedience. We're able to condemn every tongue that speaks against us. We are able to fight against spiritual forces of wickedness in high places and emerge victorious. We thank you, Father, for the gift of life, for the gift of family, of friends, and every provision that you have made for us in the spirit and in the flesh. For the gift of angels and destiny help us. We thank you, Father, for the gift of your word. And we shall learn three ways in which to use and speak that word. We thank you, Father, for the gift of prayer. We thank you for the gift of your relationship. Through the Father, through the Son, through the Holy Spirit. You gave and you keep on giving. And all you want is for us to reciprocate that love. To be in that closeness, in that relationship with you. And when we seek that closeness, that relationship, and we step into your kingdom, everything else falls in place. All the other things are added unto us. We thank you, Father. As we pray this morning, I'd like us to focus on three ways in which we can speak God's word. The first one is we speak it in prayer to God. The second is we speak God's word over negative circumstances. And the third one is we speak it in prophecy over our future. We can speak to God by lifting scripture and praying it back to him. 
How do we do that? In Isaiah 41, verse 21, God says, produce your case. Produce your case. Bring forth your strong reasons. Why must your prayer be answered is the question that we are seeking to answer there. He wants us to bring forth our strong reasons. And then in Isaiah 43, verse 26, he says, put me in remembrance. Let us plead together. Declare thou that thou may be justified. That is, remind me of what I said to you. And I shall remember my word and answer your prayer. Declare it. And it shall come. And this is why the I confess boldly is so powerful. It ticks the above boxes. The second way is knowing what the word says so that it can be referenced and quoted in warfare. You can then speak to the mountain. And the mountain will move. Can you imagine if Jesus, instead of saying it is written, made an assumption of what he thought might be the way to tackle Satan? If he didn't know how to tackle him, what would he have done? Or still worse, be ignorant and have no answer. That is the condition of many or other most Christians today. We do not know how to battle. And there are so many more that do not even know that they are under attack. We comfortably sit on a pan that is being heated without knowing or experiencing the heat before it is too late. The outcome would only be battered, hammered and defeated if Jesus didn't know what to say. But he used the strong weapon that is made as a provision for us. He said, it is written. It is not just saying something, but is what you are saying, is that consistent with scripture? Is it scriptural? And do you say it with understanding? Loosely quoted scripture won't work either. A lot of us have gotten into the habit of saying by the stripes and wounds of Jesus, you are healed without fully understanding its meaning. It is not by feelings, but it is by faith. And that faith comes only from the word of God. And the third way is to release your word so that it goes and waits for you at the gates of tomorrow prophesying over your future so that when they open, when those gates open, they open by the prophecy that you sent yesterday into your tomorrow. And they conform to what was spoken. When you know you have such a tool, you carry power. Most of us this day are unaware or have a limited knowledge of that power that is made available in our spirit. That power was given to us the day we were born again, baptized in the spirit. The four steps for us now to take 
when we use God's word in these three ways are step one, you need to recognize the context in which the scripture was used. And then relate your own context to it. Number two, you select the applicable passage out of it. And speak. Uh, select the applicable passage out of it that speaks to your situation. Number three, pray from your perspective and apply those verses to your circumstance. Number four, personalize it with your praise. To pray using scripture, ask the three questions as below. What about that passage gives you reason to rejoice, to give thanks and praise? Is there something about that passage that reveals sin in my own life that should lead me to repentance? How is that passage inspiring me? Number three, does the passage lead me to make a request to God for myself or for others? And we ought to do both. Remember that if that worked for someone, even in a biblical situation, it must work for me and you too because God has no favorites. And that should be the first reason to rejoice and give thanks. That if it worked for the apostle, it is definitely going to work for me. God is unchangeable. His word is above his name and it will not change. So that should be our first reason to rejoice and give thanks. And when you praise him, you now have his attention. You can employ the four steps. When you speak with conviction and faith, the Bible says in Mark 16, verse 20, when the disciples went out and preached everywhere, the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by the signs that accompanied it. So when we speak his word in faith, he works with us and confirms his word by signs that will accompany it. The miracles that will take place. Are we speaking it with that extent of faith? And so we pray to him, but we also speak. You can speak to your morning. You command your day, your health, your projects, your circumstances. You declare the end from the beginning, as Isaiah 46 verse 10 says. And the word says it shall obey. You shall have whatsoever you say. That is Mark 11 verse 23. Find out what the Bible says about you in prophecy. About your life. And speak it into your circumstance. Into your life. Just like Jesus did in Luke 4. Where he referenced the messianic prophecy from Isaiah, from Isaiah 61. He opened the scroll in the synagogue and read, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And in the end, he said, This day that prophecy has been fulfilled. What are you saying to and about yourself today? Do you know what to say? If you do not know what is written in the word for you and about you, 
you can't say it and what you won't say will not come to you is that like money being left on the table and we're not taking it is that like better health being given to us as an option and we just walk by not caring about it is that like peace of mind and well-being joy and happiness in our relationship that can be constructed but we are just too casual or careless to even be concerned or bothered about speaking it into our lives what am i wasting today out of my carelessness or ignorance and then having to end up receiving what others say about you because if you do not speak someone else will always be speaking and what they speak and if you accept it it will come to pass so often we receive others insults we receive others belittling they are rebuking ridiculing they are shaming us and we wonder why nothing good is happening in our lives so often we receive others curses without thinking about ways to break it and stop that from coming what am i receiving today and am i even speaking or am i not speaking at all everything that someone else speaks about you will not always be good now pay attention to the next verse isaiah 50 verse 4 the lord god has given me the tongue of the learned that i should know that i should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary and that him may not necessarily be someone else it can be you yourself he wakeneth morning by morning he wakeneth my ear to hear as the learned that is he opens my ear and he wakes me every morning to hear as the learned as someone to whom wisdom has been given ask for that wisdom ask for that tongue to speak ask for your ear to be opened every morning to hear from him about what plans does he have to prosper you and to give you an expected end ask for that grace to speak his word in due season and to call in your harvest and then as isaiah 55 verse 11 says it shall not return empty but shall fulfill that which it was sent to fulfill praise god father in the name of jesus we ask for that grace for our eyes and our hearts to be opened that as we read your word let the verses that you have written there concerning prophecy about our lives concerning your principles that we can use to be lifted up out of difficult situations concerning your ways your systems for abundance for success for well-being for health for strength in every way 
let those verses stand out to us, Father. Give us an understanding of how and when we are able to use those words, under what conditions and circumstances. What are the conditions required to be fulfilled in accordance with that verse, so that it shall come to pass and be fulfilled in our lives? Grant us that understanding, Father, and help us these three ways to use these three ways to speak concerning our lives, that through that sword, your double-edged sword that emerges out of our mouth, we are able to carve out a way ahead for us. We are able to carve out the destiny that seems to elude us, the destiny which you planned for us, but the evil one is trying to steal, kill, and destroy and take away from us. Help us to understand the power that you have filled in us through this double-edged sword that comes out of our mouth. The power in our tongue, the power of life and death. Open our eyes and our hearts, Lord. And as we pray this morning, we pray also for all those for all our physical and our temporal needs, for all those especially for whom prayers have been requested on this group, in a special way for those that are hospitalized this day, for those that will undergo surgery, for those that are battling life-threatening situations this day. We commend them at your feet, Father, in surrender. And we hold on to the horns of your tabernacle our altar of prayer, knowing that you dwell there, above the mercy seat, between the cherubim. When we hold on to that horns, there is mercy. We surrender each of these, our brothers and our sisters, at your feet there, Father. We call on that mercy. For it is by the stripes and wounds of Jesus, by his blood, the price has been paid in full. That lamb that took away all our sin. So they are no longer under judgment, but come under grace, Father. Let that grace of healing be upon them this day. That there is renewal, that there is restoration. And there is rebuilding in body, but also in spirit. That they are able to see you at work in their lives and give their heart to you this day. We thank you, Father, for every gift of salvation that you give out this day, Father. We pray also for all families, especially the ones that are battling all kinds of separation, divisive forces, violence, and any disturbance to a healthy, peaceful, and loving relationship. We invite you, Father, into each of these homes. There's also each of the homes in the Brisbane Prayer Group. That every family shall live in abundance. When the God of love enters in, everything that is of the most low must leave. Your presence ushers in a season of love and joy, season of peace. When you are our shepherd, the shepherd of this home, the head of this tent, we shall not lack, we shall not want. 
we speak that abundance we speak that fulfillment we speak that love over every such home that we now pray for every home especially that is battling the force of separation of divorce of misunderstanding small little misunderstandings that prop up egos coming in between father let your love surpass all of that what you have joined together let no man separate we speak this your word back to you we put you in remembrance of the love that you set these homes up with and our strong reason is that very love father your image your likeness in which you made man and woman we cover these families by your precious blood jesus the blood that heals the blood that that renews your blood that makes and mends everything in that home that was broken we pray in a special way for all those that are battling joblessness for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds over their lives financial challenges as well we curse the spirits of physical mental and spiritual laziness now we receive the spirit for aggressive pursuit in the name of jesus we cancel poverty and all kinds of bondage out of their lives when one door closes we force open another in the name of jesus and we say our seed shall be mighty on this earth lord we ask for an awakening in our spirit what is that one thing in me that you want me to be a master at incontestable inequable is it business is it investment is it a job show each one of father they might be successful in it might bring honor to your name through the lives we live we thank you for destiny helpers and angels father in your name jesus we dispatch them to go forth to pick those opportunities to reveal to each one that we now pray for that skill in them which they are able to exercise in diligence and stand before kings your word father in proverbs 22 verse 29 and over every limitation in their lives limitations of helplessness of poverty of ignorance slavery to all kinds of false knowledge addictions we declare every such chain over their lives broken in the name of jesus we declare freedom by the spirit of liberty we ask for a fresh filling of your anointing father that destroys that yoke but also reveals to them the path the way ahead reveals to them your light we pray in a special way 
for our own families as well. Our parents, husbands, wives, children, and our close friends are near and dear ones. We now connect with you in our spirit, Father, praying in the gift that you have given us, knowing that you pray with us. We make this our prayer of agreement with you, and we thank you, Lord, that you have heard us. This prayer is an answered prayer. In the name of Jesus and for his glory. I encourage everyone that can pray in tongues to please unmute and join in as we pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Sarakia, Shanda papa papia sarakia sarakia da Shanda Sarakia, <laughs> 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. And thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The words that were spoken to me this morning. My grace is sufficient for you. The scripture I was given is 1 Corinthians 9, 10 to 12. Does he not speak entirely for our sake? It was written for our sake, because the ploughman should plough in hope and the thresher thresh in hope of a share in the crop. If we have sown spiritual good among you, is it too much if we reap your material benefits? If others share this rightful claim upon you, do not we still more? Nevertheless, we have not made use of this right, but we endure anything rather than put an obstacle in the way of the gospel of Christ. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. There is a verse that has been shared in the chat as well. This is for, from 2 Timothy 1, verses 7 to 8, where it is written, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for your mercy, for your love, for the reflections that you give each one of us. You speak to us individually. You show us how that applies to our lives. And you show us how it is to be spoken. To your glory and for our abundance. We thank you, Father. And at the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And his jealous love that brings his favor. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives and overflow this day. So that out of that overflow as we are blessed. Let us in turn be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day everyone. Thank you Russell. Thank, Thank you, you Russell. God bless everyone. Miss you, family. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone.